over 80% of the people around don't enjoy their work. Get a good education, stable job, and raise a family. I slept on a futon until I was 36. I don't regret any of it. I just want to have some type of impact, doesn't matter what it was. Hey, what's up, guys? Alex here, and you're listening to the 99 Career Options Podcast. From collecting and pushing trolleys at what today is the world's largest furniture dealer, IKEA, at the age of 16, to working with finding, recruiting, and administering employees as a human resource manager at one of the largest mobile phone operators in Norway, Telia, many would undoubtedly say that this week's guest, Christopher Hovde, has struggled his way from the very bottom to the top. Christopher is also today a prominent advisor and public speaker who gives many speeches, especially on topics of leadership, innovation, and communication. To make sure he's always on top of the question of what it really means to be a leader, Christopher interviewed some 15 Norwegian top leaders as part of his master's thesis, asking them what they thought about the future of leadership. In this interview with Christopher, we'll be talking about his journey starting at IKEA and how he ended up working as a human resource manager at the telephone company Telia. We'll also be talking about his life decisions and sacrifices that has changed and formed Christopher into the person he is today. As well as being active in his local communities, Christopher is also working to mentor those in desire for professional guidance and help, which you'll hear more about in the upcoming interview. We would also like to inform you that this interview is actually part of a video interview which will be released later either this or next month. So stay tuned for that, but also keep in mind that that's why the audio might seem a bit unusual compared to the other episodes on the podcast. Having said that, I hope you guys are ready for this week's interview. Here's your host, Callan Fabry, with guest Christopher Hovda. Enjoy! Welcome to the 99 Career Option Show. Thank you for the invitation. Do you want to tell us in one or two sentences what you do? If I'm going to explain in two sentences, uh, it will be like I've been a manager for 10 years now. Uh, some uh, the HR is new to me, uh, but I think uh, HR uh, should supposed to manage yep. uh, and have leadership experience. So uh, my main uh, activity is to lift and uh, develop the managers in my division uh, and that's 34 managers yeah. wow so so you you do manage 34 manage managers through the hr position yeah. that you have right now in yeah. italia that's right um, how does the day at work look like for you <laughs> uh, I, i'm not sure if i can explain that uh, with the five weeks i have now because yeah. uh, it's almost an onboarding phase Right. Uh, but the five weeks has uh, gone by with uh, getting to know people, a lot of speed dates with all the managers in Bergen, in Trondheim, here in the business, um, uh, on the business center and the private uh, consumer center. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, get what to know people, uh, build the relations as uh, fundament is my daily work now. Right. You just mentioned that you worked as a manager for different companies, right? Yeah. So I, I do know that you grew up in IKEA and you did have several man, uh, managerial positions there and right. then you worked as a CEO. Uh, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing leaders today? I think maybe it's uh, the Norwegian way of uh, managing, like we have uh, scored as the country in the world that does um, does not lead that much, but manage a lot, like mm-hmm. uh, if you can differentiate that. Uh, so I think the 
biggest challenge is to have time and uh, get time uh, and make time yourself because it's your responsibility to make that time uh, to lead to lead mm-hmm. and uh, the easy way out is to manage right so we have to have the, both the, the courage uh, the will and yeah uh, just fight back on what's natural to take the easiest way out yeah. so um how do you lead Give us some 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 examples. You should like, ask oh. my uh, <laughs> uh, the people I'm responsible for. But uh, I think uh, it will also be uh, if you asked me for like ten years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't uh, maybe be proud of everything I did as a manager because mm-hmm. I was new to the field and thought I was uh, maybe because I had the education. I thought I was the best manager in the world. And yeah, here I'm going to conquer and be the best manager uh, the world has ever seen. Right. Uh, today I'm more humble and uh, maybe more grown up uh, and learned a couple of lessons uh, through my 10 years as a manager. So, yeah. But today I would uh, like to say, and that's why I'm going to HR now for a while, because I think the best way to manage is to manage without uh, a position. You don't need mm-hmm. a position to manage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As an employee, as a first-line manager, as a middle manager, as a CEO, you manage because uh, people want to be uh, uh, led by you and follow mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So the best way to do that for me is like to remove myself from the position uh, because now I have no choice. Mm-hmm, I, ha- I have to manage in a good way mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. else nobody wants to do to the follow. things I do because I don't have the mandate to yeah, cut to uh, tell them what to do. So mm-hmm. I have to try to influence them. Mm-hmm. So looking mm-hmm. back now for all these years of management, um, you have quite a vantage point. Mm-hmm. Um, could you pick like three things that you did right or some, some, some turning points that you think, oh, that was really smart when I did it. Maybe it was not quite like obvious to do it, but I did it. And now looking back, it was such a good decision. Yeah, I would say uh, three things. It uh, the first thing is like you have to uh, take down the ten thousand hours. Yeah, uh, it's hard work. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then it's like a cliche to say, but to find something you're good at and something you're willing to do uh, in the evenings. And I almost uh, lost my uh, some friends and like I haven't had a lot of spare time in many years, but uh, the cause is more important for me than maybe having a good sh- social life. So we have to sacrifice something yeah, uh, yeah, and be straight with yourself and others uh, with that and uh, that you can like uh, stand in that uh, in not ha- and not having everything because I think that's difficult in our society today you should have uh, the perfect friends the perfect family the perfect home the perfect mm-hmm. girlfriend or boyfriend uh, everything should be perfect but we have 24 hours and we yeah. are one uh, person so yeah. you have to be like um, what do you call it uh, like uh, reasonable uh, for yourself uh, no. uh, what you want to do and prioritize uh, what's most important for you I, I, I couldn't agree with you more and I, I know that I, I lost a lot of friends because I was working on my startup but, but 
How do you deal with that? And what's your drive? Because you just said that you had so much time that you were working. Like you were just going and, and having a job and then you were working in your spare time uh, and building skills when someone else would prefer just to watch TV. What, what was your drive? Uh, I don't think it's a drive. I think maybe it's a, maybe I w would get the diagnosis if I went to the doctor, <laughs> but, uh, I don't like personally to read a book two times. Mm. I don't like to see a movie if it's fiction or something. I would always like to see a documentary. Yeah. I have to learn something. It has to be something that adds value or, makes impact or make me uh, having new skills or something new to learn. Were you so like I this all the time? Like that. Were you like this all the time? Like since you were young, you, you yeah. just had the passion to do something. You, you're, uh, yeah, maybe I wasn't so popular when I was young, so it forced <laughs> me into do, having something else to do. But okay. uh, Tell me about the time. Yeah, what, I was, you say I was a pre president in a garden club when I was like 14 years old or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you get yourself busy. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about you in high school. How are you, you in high school? I mean, high school, uh, I think the, uh, if we go back to that, maybe why I've become what I become or do what I do, yeah. it's because uh, I have a lot of siblings and I also have a twin. And we have always competed, like, uh, we sat in the rooms and read uh, to the <laughs> exams. And have you read one more page than me? Like, uh, uh, it was almost... Uh, so you had a competition going on. Yeah, that, but, that, uh, almost to, to, to the extent you. it was not good, but... Uh, it was obsessive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it, uh, the outcome is good grades and, yeah, yeah. hard work. Yeah. Um, what do you think it's a big mistake that leaders do today? Because like we are living in an environment, it's just like changing all the time. So you as a leader, you need to be all the time relevant, right? So you looking around, probably you are surrounded by a lot of leaders. Mm. What's the biggest mistake and most common that all the leaders mm -hmm. do? I think uh, the boring answer is that uh, everybody is unique and then you have to have a unique approach to everyone. Right. Uh, and it's, uh, for me in the early years, it was easy to say that I think this is the best way to lead. Yeah. But it isn't a right answer for everyone. Or the context is different. The people are different. Uh, the competence level, it's different when I led the doctors and psychiatrists, uh, when mm -hmm. I led the people in customer service in IKEA. Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah. Uh, so, Adapt to the, con the context, I would say. Uh, so, 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 uh, so you think, you think that the leaders that surround you, they don't adapt. They try to be like a standardized type of leader that maybe they read a book about it. But what, what do you think again that it's, it's a mistake that the leaders do quite often? Like, yeah, but it's easy to say that I'm the way I am yeah. and you have to adapt to me. Right. Uh, I've, maybe I've been that kind of way in many times as well. And maybe people see me as that, but I try yeah. not to be. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also have had managers when you say, you can't give me what you call, uh, uh, when I'm not uh, exceeding my goals, you can't come there and you have to do this, you have to do this because this do don't motivate me. Yeah, then I'm like failing even more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then they say, no, but that's the way I am. 
but yeah. then I'm saying, okay, then you should be here all by yourself. I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's also important to take that responsibility yourself. And yeah. if you see that it doesn't go the way that your manager motivates you and is good for you right. and lifting you and doing the right things for you, then you maybe should take the responsibility and leave yourself. Yeah. So how did you approach change? Because as you mentioned, you worked as a leader in Ikea right. and then you worked as a CEO and then now you work as an HR. How did you approach change in your career? And also uh, what was the experience in the transition? How were you jumping from one in another? Were, were you proactive in a way? You, you liked it? You want to change it quite often? Or how was it? Uh, in the, my first 14 years in IKEA, I, I think it was, uh, I was not proactive. I was no. like uh, just following the flow almost. Right. Uh, but I always was focused on uh, putting in. Yeah, I'm going back to the first leader I had. She said something to me that still is in my mind every day. Right. If you, I was a trolley pusher mm -hmm. uh, when I was 16 years old in Ikea. I started there. And she said, don't be frustrated because I felt I was not doing as good work as I should supposed to. Right. And then I said, then she said, uh, if you push one trolley more each day or one second more uh, faster, then think Oh, how much that should be in one year or Compounding. two years. So think, uh, think in small steps exactly, uh, and then huge success will be built. Yeah. Mm. Actually, this is, um, actually, this is what I'm telling to my team, you know, like let's improve the podcast 1%, you know, like every, every episode yeah. it should be just 1% better. Yeah. Like let's not, you know, let's not target like 200% better, just 1%. But if we do it like 1% better every time, you know, you see that in one year, it's mm -hmm. compounding. It's so much better. Mm -hmm. um, let's go a little bit into the skill area, right? Because you you worked as a manager, uh, you worked as a leader. Um, you're still growing as a leader and you're taking... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what do you think is the most important skill that... Le that a leader should have? I would say, uh, and maybe because uh, I'm working a lot uh, on it now, is like to have good, uh, ask good questions and mm -hmm. not have the answers. Because right. I know myself well, and I know when I meet younger people today, we have all the answers. Yeah. Uh, but the more you learn, the more you learn that you don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So keep the good spirit that you believe you can do everything you can mm -hmm. uh, or want, but uh, don't believe you have all the answers. I would say to myself when I was like 20 years old and got mm -hmm. the first manager position. Yeah. So then um, what are the skills? Maybe I still believe I can have the answers for everything, but I'm better at uh, asking questions now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do think that, you know, a good question is worth a million good answers. Yeah. Um, because what type of questions we ask ourselves, this is how our day and our life would be, right? Um, and I think it's really interesting because we, we humans are set to react in the way that's uh, the wrong way if we want to come fastest to the goal. Yes. So if you want someone to uh, reach that level, 
you shouldn't say you're not as good as this, but you should say, let's see how this uh, dream goal is. Yeah. How can we come there yeah. and make them make their own plan plan to get there? Yeah. yeah. How does it look like? Yeah. Yeah, actually, in the in the episode that I mentioned with the psychologist, um, actually, one of the things we talked about, we talked about why so many people are unhappy at work. Yeah. And it's exactly because of the thing that you're, you just mentioned now is because they feel unhappy here. And they said, I want to... I want to get here, but I, I just feel unhappy. So everything that they do, they just, they're just unhappy. Uh, and, and probably they'll reach a, a goal that they, that, uh, the goal that they had, but they're, they're still unhappy because uh, this is the habit. This, these are the habits in which they learn to go forward. Uh, so this is also what this psychologist called like inner bully. Like, <laughs> you know, some people have their inner bully. They're just bullying themselves. Ah, oh, you're not good enough. You're just not, uh, you know, because they think that this is the way how to reach the goal. But actually you should just enjoy what you're doing and enjoy the process. That's right. Um, and I think uh, it's quite interesting. And that's one of my main goals for life. Like a bigger meaning is like we have 16% of Norwegian uh, employees are really satisfied with their work. Yeah. And 16 are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> way too low. And yeah, 16? 16%. Wow. And try yeah. to figure out why is it only 16% that jumps out of bed each morning? Yeah. Shouldn't it supposed to be more? Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. my life goal, I've said, like, I want it to be 17% before I die. Yeah, but yeah. that's a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so that's my main goal, uh, I think, in life. That's a very good goal to have. Yeah, I I, uh, I can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. let's get 17 percent of the people, you know, uh, be <laughs> m- more cheerful about what they're doing. Yeah. Um, what what other skills do you think uh, a leader or a manager, just someone that uh, has in charge some people, what are the skills that they need to have? Tell me one one skill that you think is just like they they need to have that skill. I think you should uh, appreciate the diversity. Uh, I think that's a really important skill. And uh, if you look at the um, report that came out from PVC, I mm-hmm. think it was last uh, autumn, uh, then it shows that if you have diversity in uh, women and men, uh, 50-50, you have right. like 15% uh, better results on the bottom line. If yeah. you have diversity in uh, like a broader perspective with background, country you come from, uh, and so on, you have 35% better uh, outcome on the bottom line. Really? So it's not an incentive only to be nice, but uh, it's good for business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes to hear it's good for... F- like, if it's good for yeah, business, then let's do it. It's yeah. supposed to be good for business. And I think we talked a lot about it on the way uh, home from... Um, uh, where was I? On the mountain somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the mountain. Uh, but uh, where all the managers in Telia was gathered for two days. But did we get the outcome we wanted? Did you? We, are we? Uh, I'm not answering that. But, uh, <laughs> but are we more? How uh, uh, you say? Optat. Do we care more about Concern. having fun and having cozy time, but not cozy with a meaning? So it's if we have a cozy time, we should also do it because it's good for business. Yeah. Not only to like piss in their pants to get warm for two days, <laughs> uh, but then it's not a, what to call it, a, a substantial change over time. Yeah. So no. it's not worth it to like spend so much money to just get two days. Oh, fun. No. So 
supposed to be good for business and sustainable over time. Mm. So, so you think it was not good for business this trip? I think it was very good for the business, uh, especially for me. Uh, so it's not that, but we should always be critical on how is this too much fun? Yeah. Uh, or is it fun uh, that makes a better outcome in the business on the longer term? Right. Uh, and I think maybe we, in a way, uh, we are uh, like kind of happy, fat and lazy right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, because we are nagging about we don't have enough fruit or uh, food in the cantina we can choose from five uh, different dishes we only have three like it's really the elon's uh, problems yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and we should <laughs> focus on uh, how much things that we should be happy about yeah we're living in a country uh, almost the best country in the world yeah uh, we're making a lot of money uh, everybody has a roof over their head we have mm -hmm. almost all of us have family yeah. uh, we're kind of safe uh, even though we fail yeah uh, big time yeah, yeah, uh, yeah so i felt that when i was uh, between jobs that's kind of a difficult uh, situation when when you're um, used to work like almost for 12 hours a day mm -hmm. uh, and then suddenly what should I do yeah. uh, but then I thought I'm so fucking lucky yeah 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 if I yeah. don't get to work now when I'm my money is running out then I can go to Nav yeah and it's no longer um, look down on to go to Nav a lot yeah. of top CEOs has to go to Nav in uh, six months, or yeah. it's like a security for us. Yeah. So we're really, really, really lucky. Yeah. So stop complaining <laughs> and do some like do some things about it, or shut up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> and actually, I um, I do remember having this conversation with a friend of mine, and actually we talked about he's from uh, Miami, uh, and actually he said like if you're in Norway and you don't take risks. Uh, to build a startup, you, you're dumb. Like, if you don't take yeah, the risk yeah. in a country that allows you to take the risk, like, you see people from the States that take the risk, like, they are just, uh, you know, almost losing everything that they have yeah. without even having yeah. the cushion to fall back to. And here in Norway, like, you know that nothing's going to happen yeah, to you. Yeah. But here, like, being in the startup world now for a year, you see that also the way people work mm -hmm. is so different. You know, like, come on, man, it's my Friday or it's my Saturday. Or like, mm. you know, so they're not used, you know, with, 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 to dedicate themselves, you know, just to a project. But th that's why I think uh, the way uh, we're going now in society and we see a lot of people lose work, I, I don't mean that people, uh, I want people to lose their jobs. Yeah. But I think that we in Norway need a... Um, calibration yeah. like yeah. we need some urgency we need some yeah. pain i have gone from a job several months without pay yeah. uh, i felt that on my body i need to feel that and yeah. afterwards i'm more happy with the things i have yeah. uh, and i'm maybe taking more risks and i think we need yeah. some get out of the fat like yeah. fat uh, happy lazy state yeah, as a, as a human being, uh, like we are built like this, that we grow just I don't if we're say pushed. Everyone is like that, but <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but most of the people uh, like to be comfortable, 
and just watch the TV. We uh, don't uh, like that. Uh, 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 no, actually, I, I think as a human being, we are built to grow just if something urgent and dangerous happens. Uh. So just in periods of stress, you know, don't go to the pharmacy to get some, you know, to get some Valium or don't get and smoke that joint or don't be there in that stress, you know, and tackle, you know, dangerous stuff or, or things that you that put yourself under stress and tackle them because that's the only way that mm -hmm. you can grow. Mm -hmm. um, but tell me about your blog. Uh, you write on your blog about leadership, about communication, and I think you're doing an amazing job why did you start why did you start with your blog and how did that help you did that help you to be a better leader did that help you communicate better that, i think there was many questions yeah, yeah sorry. But, uh, <laughs> the blog was started with uh, a person called anita kilontrose do you know mm. her you, yeah you interviewed her last week yeah uh, she wrote a book like what is called in uh, English, I don't know, but uh, Better Than This Vina or something. Okay. Uh, and then I read that book and I sent her a message. Uh, I read your book. I thought it was really good. And she said, you can't just send me uh, that message. You have to share that with everyone else. Can't you write a, a resume of what you think about the book? So I get some, yeah, it's nice to have that uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, feedback. Uh, publicly mm -hmm. so i thought uh, not good enough for the bastards it's in english okay uh, and i thought about that expression and it's not good enough for the bastards just to put it out on facebook in a post so yeah. i thought okay maybe i should start blogging too and that should be good enough for the bastards uh, <laughs> having that first uh, resume blog as a blog post so that's the way it started what? but uh, the other questions uh, have it made me a better leader uh, maybe, maybe not, but it has made the way, uh, and, uh, my years as a manager easier for me, uh, because I have someone to discuss with, reflect with. Uh, mm -hmm. I think when I push the button and post a, uh, a blog, it's, uh, then the fun starts. Then people discusses, uh, disagrees, agrees. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm getting new insights, new perspectives on things. I thought I had the answers. I found that I hadn't. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning a lot in the process. So if learning, uh, if learning is a good um, uh, measure on being a better leader, I think uh, maybe that has uh, helped me a lot on the way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell me a little bit about your time as a CEO. And then we can go a little bit into the studying period. How was it? Because I guess being a CEO <laughs> is so hard. I just, uh, um, I know that you were a CEO for a, for a, for a company that has around 40 people. Um, yeah, 46 you were. Uh, had, yeah. mm. 46 and, mm. and, and a revenue of 26 million crowns. Yeah, 26, 28, yeah. yeah. Like mm. So how, how was it to be the CEO of uh, the chief, the chief commander, chief executive officer? So many people. I don't think, uh, I think we have a bright picture of it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's uh, like uh, that much different from, uh, because it's a small company. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not that big of a difference uh, being a manager for two departments and 100 people in IKEA. I think no. maybe 
uh, it's more the diverse uh, execution being that in IKEA with the global mindset and so on, uh, and a lot of prog- projects going on at the same time uh, mm-hmm. as you have a store, but. Sometimes it's a lot of different processes. Like uh, you, you don't have a boss. Uh, you report to a board. Um, uh, a lot of things you never have done yourself. Yeah. So I felt like really good experience. Uh, but also, like in my ten years as a manager, I always feel like I've had uh, two big shoes on my feet, mm-hmm. uh, and always feeling that you don't you're not good at anything because you stretch that much all the time. Yeah. So now I think it's a really good step to uh, be the persons who can uh, help others being a better manager and support and coach uh, and bring back my experiences to others mm-hmm. and feel that people want you and you're really good at what you're doing mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I never felt that way in my whole life. No. Uh, because I always have stretched that much. Yeah. So if I would go back, I would maybe stretch in um, not that fast. Uh, maybe take a deep breath and uh, be a little longer in each step maybe. Okay. Because I think if you go too fast, you also uh, miss a lot of learnings on the way. Yeah. You're jumping, 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 jumping. So... What would be your advice for someone that wants to become a CEO? Someone that yeah. just fantasizes, like, oh, the CEO is so cool, so now maybe yeah. I'm a chief financial <laughs> officer, or now I'm doing this, now I'm a manager, but I really want to become a CEO. What's a heads up for them? I don't know if I would give anyone heads up for that. I would maybe... You should, like, really dig deep in yourself and think, why do I want to be a CEO and if you have the right reasons, uh, mm-hmm. if you do it because you want to impact people, make a difference uh, to people, uh, develop people, uh, as we grow talent, develop talent, mm-hmm. uh, then I would recommend to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people, I met someone in a leadership program. He said, I want to be a CEO because then I can take back on my bullies who bullied me in oh, kindergarten. Oh, no, really? Uh, so That's I think bad. <laughs> you have to have the right motive. Yeah, uh, and if you don't, don't even try. Yeah, yeah. because it's people you're uh, like playing with. Yeah, uh, you shouldn't play, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, and I think almost you have like t- uh, eight years to become a doctor, seven eight years, mm-hmm. uh, and you can go being a CEO and uh, kid with people without having even a degree. Yeah, I think that's kind of strange. So I. What do you think in about my that? world? Uh, I think maybe you should be licensed to be a leader. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How would you do that? How would you make that license? <laughs> I, I don't think uh, I have, <laughs> I'm the right person to ask uh, for that. But because I see, I'm maybe ambivalent to that because uh, I think uh, we also have to have the high roof in organizations so that we mm-hmm. support people to fail and to try and to learn from their uh, mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that makes a good leader. The best leaders I've had uh, have, have had a lot of mistakes and huge mistakes, mm-hmm. mistakes because the, it makes them better and more confident on themselves. And yeah, they've been out the winter night before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not a, maybe an answer with a, two um, lines under, but... Um, 
I think uh, you have uh, you should have some of academic uh, background. Know uh, learn a lot about leadership mm-hmm. and have the experience uh, and those two together. Uh, I think uh, it's a good fundament to grow leadership. Yeah. Mm. Uh, looking back, do you remember some leaders that had a very important role in your life and why? I want um, as I just mentioned, uh, the, my first this, manager has yeah. uh, have had uh, the biggest uh, impact because I'm still thinking about it every day, and that says to me something about the importance of reflecting on how you manage your people. Mm-hmm. Because one sentence I say to someone yeah. can mean something for them the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you shouldn't walk around being afraid of saying nothing, but <laughs> uh, you should be aware of that responsibility and take it. Uh, so my first manager, uh, but I will also mention my, maybe that sounds uh, <laughs> kind of funny, but uh, my mom yeah. uh, has always been a role model and has uh, given me the values from home uh, of hard work. She's always like had three jobs and being in top uh, management positions mm-hmm. and r- raising five children. And oh. uh, so it's feasible for everyone. If she can have five children, I can yeah. do it without the child at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it shouldn't be a problem. No, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, let's go. Let's go into your studying period. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of seems that you grew up in IKEA. It kind of seems that IKEA it's a good place to make managers. Uh, I kind of I don't think you're the first person that actually I noticed that they are very good in creating good managers, right? So um, growing from the from the bottom, the, you learn a lot of mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. by the time you you become a manager, you have all these skills that 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 you can actually share and also be a good leader. So how did that work with, with, with the schooling, with the studying, right? So did you learn a lot in Ikea and then you, you went and you took a course or you did the bachelor, I know that you did the bachelor in, in retail. Why, why did you do it in retail? And then you go back and you worked a little bit and then how did you jungle this? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I started, of course, part-time in Ikea with, when I was 16 years old. And then I started, uh, a bachelor when I was, uh, yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but 19 years old, but then you finished with the high school, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, this is the way you have a lot of lessons yeah. in uh, a bachelor degree, but you don't always have to be there. Oh, yeah. uh, so I went to the lessons where the um, teacher. Yeah. Uh, was inspiring because then I learn and then I don't have to read the books. Exactly. But yeah. If it's not in, uh, inspiring, it is a waste of my time. Yeah. Uh, so I prioritized some uh, courses mm-hmm. uh, almost there and then I don't have to read because I remember everything uh, that I'm lucky with uh, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. a, a fortune. Um, and then um, I had hadn't had the spare time from that time on. No, almost. so you were just so like working I was juggling uh, two jobs. Uh, I was working in Ikea, but then as a, a what do you call it, um, um, shift manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was a deputy uh, store manager at uh, Colorings as well mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. those four years. Mm-hmm. But uh, the weekends you have, you have the evenings. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
you have between work, you have uh, the bus from your home to your work. Yeah. Why sit on a bus just there at the window? I read the whole curriculum on the bus <laughs> yeah, to yeah. and from work. And yeah. you have your breaks. You don't yeah. have to be social and eat uh, in the container. You can, could go somewhere and read a book if you have to. Uh, we, we're almost at the end. Just a couple of questions more. Um, what's your favorite book and movie? Uh, I don't like to read a book two times, so okay. I don't almost have a favorite because the new one is my favorite. But uh, now, uh, lately, I am not uh, finished yet, but I'm reading quite. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember the author, but uh, like... Uh, if you search quiet, I think you only find one that's kind of worth reading. What do you uh, like about it? Like, what's, what, what is it about? It's about uh, a contrast for me because we're a society that uh, builds on and uh, looks at uh, extrovert people as mm -hmm. the key to success or the perfect uh, mm -hmm. skills or personality. Right. But I think. Uh, the new age with the digital world uh, gives everyone the same uh, possibilities because the introverts, it's, uh, it's better on the digital arena. Yeah. So they get a big voice there. The extroverts get a big voice in uh, real life maybe. But uh, it's uh, a girl uh, called Sophia Elisa is uh, announced like more uh, powerful than our prime minister. Uh, oh, yeah, also the yeah. most powerful woman in the world. So I think the digital world is giving people a more voice. Uh, yeah. uh, opportunities. Yeah. So you can sit on your boyroom and make a podcast and uh, exactly, get yeah. to China. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, if you would have the power to, to put a mandatory read on all the universities and say, Everyone that is at the age of 20, you will have to read three books. It's a mandatory. Like, if you don't do it, it's just like, you, you know, you die. Yeah. <laughs> What's three books that you think everyone should read? Uh, I would say The Quiet One. Uh, yep. I would say How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yep. Uh, and then you're on the Dale Carnegie rush so they have three books that you want to read yeah. but the last one uh, <laughs> I think uh, is your own biography yeah uh, so reflect on yeah. you don't have to rewrite it no but yeah. you have to figure out that you're gonna go your own way yeah not look at anyone else and copy that yeah so read yourself that would be the top priority for me. Yeah, yeah actually. Um, <laughs> or maybe, and maybe uh, when you're 50 and gray, uh, have gray hair, you can write it as well. But you can write a book, yeah. yeah. Read it before you write it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But actually, a good point to what you said uh, on your third point. Um, an exercise that I'm doing quite often is actually to see my life as a movie. Right? So all the time I see like a trailer and I'm the first... Uh, uh, first person, you know, playing it. And all the time it makes me change some actions that I would normally do because when you are in first person, you just react to a lot of things. Yeah. But if you see yourself as in a movie, you will take the decisions that you will hope that your hero will take, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, tell me, how do you keep yourself relevant as a leader? What are, what are the actions that you take every month or every year 
to keep yourself informed? Uh, like what do you read? Do you read some specific blogs to, to keep yourself informed about how the market operates? Um, uh, now in Tele and a big companies, you're quite lucky because you get a summary from, uh, you call it retriever. It's a media summarizing oh. everything that's been on technology, on uh, telecom, on, uh, uh, your business, your competitors. So you're like quite updated, updated that way. Yep. But I also read a lot of, uh, books, uh, yep. or not read them. I listen to them, mm-hmm. uh, with Audible or something like that. Um, and then I meet a lot of people. I think I have like uh, an average of 600, uh, people, the couple of last years that I've had met for a coffee or something, because I always uh, see inspiring people and then I w- don't want to read stuff no. from them on the internet. I want to talk to them because that's more, much yeah. more exciting. So uh, proactive. So proactive in your networking. Should we take to- a coffee? Uh, yeah. You're an interesting person. Yeah. Uh, can we meet? And usually they say yes. Yeah. Someone say no, but yeah, don't care about that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. tip. Uh, actually, I've, I've just learned it with my podcast, you know, because I'm becoming more and more credible to take contact with anyone in the world, mm-hmm. you know, with best-selling mm-hmm. authors. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, uh, can I interview you for my podcast? And they're like, of course, I would love to talk about my yeah. book. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm talking with, with, with my free. hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and exactly. they, and like, people are people and everybody likes to like, be wanted or yeah. uh, like to contribute to something. Yeah. And also I think it's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure to talk with, with, with someone that maybe you have things in common uh, or, you, or uh, you see the world. And also, as you said, maybe having like a polite uh, controversy, you know, that maybe you don't agree on something. Uh, um, so that's cool because I think after you reach a level, a lot of people will try to agree with you, you know, and very few will try to disagree with you. So you, you're, you need to find people that disagree with you at, um, at a point. Um, if, if this will be a magic phone and uh, you could call, we're trying to make it, tele, <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. And you could call Christopher that is 20 years old. What would you tell him? That's a difficult question, but I would say read your own book, go your own way. Uh, right. Yeah, because I think uh, even though I maybe have gone a lot of my own way uh, and people think that, uh, you're always conscious about is this good enough for other people? Uh, Have I done as much as I can? Is this success for me? Is this success for other people? Is um, Am I doing it for my own uh, satisfaction and the way I want to live my life or am I doing it to make all other people uh, think I'm have a sexy job or uh, good um, mm-hmm. uh, friends and uh, what's the reason behind everything uh, yeah. so I think uh, be more true to yourself and I'm yourself, becoming yeah. more and more true to myself for every day, <laughs> every day, every day, uh, and I think maybe I'm gonna work with that all my life. But be, if I'm gonna say one more thing, uh, I would recommend people to sit down and do a, some work on what's your values 
and that's kind of the most um, um, great things I think we do in Telia is that we're saying, okay, their care simplify is the company's uh, values, mm-hmm. uh, and your values has ha, ha, don't have to be the same. No. But it would be nice if you can take your values, if it's uh, humbleness or something else, and try to match them mm-hmm. so that they uh, uh, can correlate as much as they can. Mm-hmm. But we don't say you have to have our values. So I think that's mm-hmm. appreciating the diversity in every people. Uh, mm-hmm. But be true to yourself uh, and your values. Then uh, maybe uh, don't... Um, uh, quitting a job, for example, mm-hmm. you would quit a job uh, because maybe it's uh, deploying your values, uh, not just staying there and being unhappy and sad for many years yeah. because that's the safest way. Yeah. You would take the risk and go out and go to NAV in two years yeah. uh, because your values is sacrificed. Yeah. So I think the best guiding tools I have in my life uh, and had made me quit my work uh, like quite fast sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going now. I'm not coming back yeah. uh, because my values are sacrificed. So yeah. be the integrity uh, to your values. I think it's more. I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, and just to bring two points to what you said, be true to yourself. I, I don't know if you know, but actually it is an article written about five things that people that die... Um, Regret the regret most, the yeah. most, yeah. And actually, one of the points <laughs> is like, be true to yourself. Yeah. Don't live a life that someone else expects of you, or you just saw at a TV. Mm. Um, and and the one with the value, actually, I think is sh- just such a undervalued tool. I don't know how many <laughs> people like here, <laughs> like I don't know how many people here uh, in the room actually sit it down with a piece of paper and like, what are my values? Like, what do I really value? It's so simple, but I, I think the majority of the people don't do it. And one more thing. <laughs> uh, if you're like uh, doing that with a business, and what's the most important business in your life? It's you. So sit yeah. down, make the things. You, you should make a dream or a vision. You should make your values. You should make uh, what culture you want to have or mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. around yourself in your life. Like mm-hmm. uh, think about yourself in uh, in a business way because yeah. you're the most important business in the world. Yeah. You're yeah. the biggest investment that you're going yeah, to make yeah. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, <laughs> I could talk for ages <laughs> yeah, with you, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, um, I, I want to appreciate, uh, that you, you, you spend the time coming here and, uh, and chatting with us and getting personal. Um, I think that's very valuable because, um, before I, I thank you more, I want to open for questions from the audience. If, if someone in the audience has any question for, uh, for Christopher. Yes, Alex. Yes. What is your favorite quote, like proverb in life? Quote. Um, I think uh, the same almost as my manager said to me uh, the first. Uh, yeah, the first year of my work was like every success is built in small steps. Uh, you can think big, but you also have to realize one step at a time. I think that's uh, quite important. Mm. Someone else? Yeah, and I have one more. Uh, please, please. <laughs> uh, what you plant now, you will harvest harvest later. Uh, like 
even though you don't see the outcome now, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's going to take 10 years. I wanted like to be a CEO uh, when I, before I was ter- 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw the 29 number coming and I saw the 29 and a half number coming and shit, I'm never going to, and yeah. all those years. But suddenly the opportunity aroused itself and then I became, when I was 29 and three quarters, I became a CEO. So don't lose the sight uh-huh. of the goal. You were quite a young, uh, quite a young CEO, right? Do you know any? It, it depends on, uh, like, do you go to uh, America? You can see a lot of young CEOs. I think we're That's kind true. of back, uh, uh, in the old days here in Norway, so we have uh, a way to go there. Yeah. I think we should hire more people with a cap and a skateboard. Uh, yeah, 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 I like that. <laughs> yes, Alex, please. You mentioned stay, staying true to yourself. How do you do that? I think uh, I'm so... Uh, um, uh, maybe people don't realize that, but uh, inside myself, I'm really sensitive person. So when, like, Trump uh, won the election, <laughs> I almost cried on the behalf of the world. Yeah. Uh, but I always take in uh, other people's pain and when people yeah. don't uh, are not happy at work and... When that gets too much and I see like bad management or something like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a choice. Yeah. Uh, I have to leave this place. I can't, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I can't be a person who just sit and looking at the uh, people having, uh, being destroyed really. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's not a choice, uh, sometimes. Yeah. So it becomes more of a responsibility. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, but could, could you see, uh, sit and look uh, at a child being abused? I think bad management is, uh, abusing. Uh, and I would compare them, even though it's not, uh, it's not, uh, unleg- uh what do you call it, unlegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's, you have, uh, there was responsibility for other humans. Mm-hmm. And you can make their lives a good life or you can make it a shitty life. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to, the responsibility to stand up and say stop to people when they're doing other people harm. Mm-hmm. But if they won't listen, you have to leave. You have to take the responsibility and leave. And that makes a sta- statement as well. Well, I guess as a CEO, you, you will have to take so many unpopular uh, choices, uh, right? <laughs> That, that all the time you will have the, CF, uh, the, the CFO um, telling you, you know, we have so much money, we should focus on that. And then you have, you know, maybe everyone working for you, with you, you know, trying to maybe work with some different tools or try to uh, start a new project. And then you're kind of in the middle, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. And you need to take maybe in the end, you know, the, the, the decision that helps in the long run, mm-hmm. which, which mm-hmm. might be an unpopular one. Mm-hmm. And that uh, is like uh, maybe a learning and a more balanced way of living. I'm uh, starting to trying to approach. How does that work uh, out? Is, um, I think it works out well. It's like... Uh, Champagne helps. Yeah. <laughs> Champagne is good for some occasions, <laughs> but I don't think you should uh, make that as a... Uh, yeah. 
but I think the important thing is, or maybe the important lessons I learned a couple of last years is that, uh, yeah, hard work is good, but you also have to find the balance. So I di- I almost lost my um, partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost a lot of friends. I think maybe they're still there, but yeah. Uh, so now I also, uh, with the things to say, you have the pressure as a manager, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have to relieve that pressure somewhere. And then you have to have the safe fundament with your uh, friends, your family. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, it's much more difficult being in the fire, fire all the time and in that uh, risky environment as a manager. You mm-hmm. are every day. Yeah. Uh, and people hate you and people love you. And it's like uh, peace and war all the time. Uh, and then it's good to come home and feel you have a good uh, straight relationship mm-hmm. and you can be honest, you can discuss things, you can be sad, you can be happy together mm-hmm. uh, and family as well. So I think uh, I see more and more importance of having people around you that uh, makes yeah. you uh, have that fundament in life. So actually, do you think actually having a balanced life will also help you being a better manager and not so stressed? Like, do you think having in a way a balanced life and having someone home to go back to and having the, the warmth of the and the social aspect of it, uh, it will actually help you cope better with the stress that you'll have as a manager. Because I think as a manager, you, you have so many stress. Everything just goes on you. Like if something goes bad, like, of course, it's the manager. Uh, like he, uh, he's the, you know, the strategist behind everything. So, um, you know, actually the, I think, I think, uh, confident is, uh, the most important thing, uh, as a manager and to be confident, to be confident, uh, because if you're not confident in yourself, uh, I think, uh, you can't be a good manager for other people, uh, and confident we get from, uh, other people. Uh, Mm -hmm. if we go out in the forest, we're going to be insane. Uh, yeah. we're going to be there alone for a long time. So we're social people and we shouldn't forget that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need that, uh, at work. Yeah. So find someone who can be the honest, uh, uh partner in crime <laughs> almost. Mm-hmm. And you can talk with every, uh, about everything with, mm-hmm. but also find a, pe- a person outside the business that, um, you can be totally honest with and you can talk, w- uh, about everything with. Because as a manager, you need someone to relieve the pressures with sometimes. And that's uh, maybe not uh, the best way to do with your partner and come home (laughs) nagging every day. Because then you don't have a partner in like three months. So find a person that have gone the way before you and maybe have a lot of managerial experience. uh, And then you can discuss. Actually, I think this can be a very good business idea. You know, you rent people so managers can just like, you know, nag. And say, like, I had such a bad day. <laughs> That's what we have HR for. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time. Thank you for, uh, for coming here to sharing your experience and, and getting personal. I, I, I do believe more people like you in the leadership role should get personal and should get real and should get honest. Uh, and should really say what they think because it's then when you actually have some other people uh, joining um, all the discussions, all the interesting discussions that actually can lead uh, to change. 
Um, so I do hope people listening from uh, China or the US or in Kuwait, actually we have a lot of people. Uh, I, I do, I have no idea that actually they, they would learn from, uh, from you. And don't forget that all the links and resources and the books that we talk about, you'll find it at 99careeroptions.com. And also if you have someone that you would like me to interview, just hit me a message, hit me, and I can interview that person and uh, find out more about their skills. So then you can take advantage of that. Thank you so much for coming. And thank you so much for coming. Yeah. All right. You've come to the end of this episode, but don't worry. More episodes are on the way. Is there a job position that you want to know more about? Then don't hesitate to let us know. After all, that's why we're here. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It doesn't take more than two minutes, and it really means a lot to us to know that you enjoy listening. Also, remember that on a 99 Corruptions website, you can always find interviews with people of different professions, and all the interviews are, of course, entirely free. You can also request a Q&A session, which is a great way to personally get a chance to ask questions to people who are already working in a field that you are interested in, or want to learn more about. If you want to support us even more, we would love it if you can check out our Patreon page. By supporting us, you're not only helping us and making it possible for us to keep this show alive, but you're also supporting education on a global level and help bring opportunities in developing countries because a part of our profit will go to charity to work towards that. That's it for this time. Have a great day and see you next time.